Good morning. It is Wednesday, April the 8th, 2020. This is Andreas Gabriel, Principal of Indian Road Crescent Junior Public School in the Toronto District School Board. IRC Junction's goal is to connect us as a community during these extraordinary times. Let's begin our session with our land acknowledgement and O Canada. Please stand. We acknowledge we are hosted on the lands of the Mississaugas of the Anishinaabe, the Haudenosaunee Confederacy, and the Wendat. We also recognize the enduring presence of all First Nations, Métis, and Inuit peoples. April 8th is the International Day of Pink. Here's some information from the Day of Pink's website. Discrimination takes many shapes, whether it's based on race, age, disabilities, gender, or sexuality. The two-spirited LGBTQI community is no stranger to the bullying and violence that stems from hateful beliefs. While progress has been made towards removing these social barriers from our society, discrimination still persists. So every year on the second Wednesday of April, people around the world put on a pink shirt and stand in solidarity with the two-spirited LGBTQIA community to continue fighting for equality and acceptance for all. It's really great to be here. This is, uh, we've had two days of online learning uh, directed by teachers, uh, and uh, it has been a learning experience for all of us. Uh, I can tell you that uh, learning how to create these podcasts has been an experience and a half for me as well. And I appreciate uh, tips that people are sending me in terms of how to change and, and how to improve. Um, I did want to continue. Um, we did talk about Kids Help phone line uh, yesterday. Well, actually, uh, all all week, and we're going to continue into next week. Um, I've got Luna here that's going to pick up with uh, some of the questions that we asked on the interview with Norman Smith, uh, one of the directors um, of uh, Kids Help Phone Line, and uh, I'd like you just to listen to her uh, to two of her questions today. One second. Okay. Um, well, my first question is, what is the age limit 
to call or text the kids help phone. Yeah, so we um, we used to be a organization um, that said we we supported kids and youth from ages five to twenty, uh, but then we we realized probably in around the two thousand and eighteen uh, year or to early two thousand and nineteen that um, who were we as an organization to define what youth means. Um, and we know with a lot of post-secondary things and some post-secondary programs we have in there, kids are clearly much past 20. They won't admit that they're kids, but they still want somebody to talk to. Um, so we we don't actually have an age limit at Kids Help Phone. Um, oh. we, uh, we, we, we can refer people to other organizations if they happen to be um, older, but we don't have a mandated time like frame of what we of what we have uh, in terms of how we support kids the one thing that's really interesting in the landscape we're in right now we're getting a lot of parents and kids calling in um to talk about COVID-19 um so a lot of the parents are calling with the kids or the parents are calling on their own to to think how do I talk to my kid about COVID-19 and isolation and those sorts of things what do I need to do uh, to make sure my kid stays uh, stays on top of it. So we don't, uh, to answer that question, we used to have a, a age limit, but we do not anymore. Um, and uh, we're just through a, a government grant that we got last Sunday, so eight days ago, it was a great, great win for Kids Helpful and the federal government um, uh, made an announcement of, of providing us $7.5 million. Yeah. That's going to branch out into be much more adult focused as well. So um, it'll uh, it'll certainly expand the folks that are sort of twenty plus or in their mid twenties or mid thirties connecting in with us a lot more for sure. Uh, okay. Um, my next question is: What kind of different resources do you guys use for like kids and adults? And yeah, fun. so we have a we have a, a huge resource database. Um, and just from my history, when I started at Kids Helpful, and that was one person who used to work on that resource library that we had. Now it's a department of about eight, uh, just because of our growth. Um, so what they do is they research uh, all over Canada um, some different resources, and we have a list that's getting. I think it just went up over forty thousand. So that's at the oh, fingertips wow. of their counselors. Yeah. So if you're in, you know, Medicine Hat um, and you call and give some self-identifying information, because clearly we're confidential and anonymous, unless the kid lets us know where they are. Um, but if you want some help in, in, in Medicine Hat, we can, we can refer you to something there. If you want some help in Newfoundland, if you want some BC, wherever you are, we'll be able to find uh, something that's at least close um, to your community. You know, there's some very remote communities in Canada, of course. Um, right. But we're, we, certainly, uh, we certainly ensure that uh, we have that list at the fingertips of the counselors at all times to be able to refer kids to. And in the, on the flip side, Kids Help Phone is a referral for so many other organizations as well, including, you know, TDSB just got a shout at the Toronto District School Board. Um, just had a shout out, uh, a letter that they sent home referencing Kids Help Phone as a as as a reference. So we see, we see a lot of that um, uh, come to us. We're kind of we're kind of the umbrella to catch, uh, to catch a lot of different organizations that might not be able to be twenty four seven three sixty five like we are. So uh, we get a lot of referrals. <laughs> Thank you.
<laughs> wow, that's great. Uh, thank you, Luna and Norman Smith. Uh, this is not the end. We've got uh, three more questions and then uh, some uh, some final comments as well, which we'll spread out over the next couple of days, which is so lovely speaking with Mr. Smith on, on Monday. Um, so, uh, you know, thank you to the Kids Help phone line. Uh, we do have links to all the numbers on our website, uh, and uh, it's really important that uh, kids and families know about the service that they offer. Um, we're going to try something uh, a little different. Well, I'm going to try something a little different today. Uh, I did connect with Rebecca Bender a few days ago to ask if we could read one of her books on our podcast. Uh, and I'm now presenting this reading with permission from Access Copyright on behalf of the publisher Pajama Press. So, And, uh, and boys and author, girls, uh, I'm going to read this. Uh, well, I'm going to read it once. and I won't be uh, trying to correct myself. I, I do make a mistake while I'm reading, so I want you to pay attention to that. Uh, it's a really good skill to have as a listener. Um, and as well, I'm going to uh, be looking at the pictures and try to describe them. So while I'm reading, I'd like you to imagine what those pictures look like. Sit down, relax, and get ready. A Giraffe and Bird Together Again by Rebecca Bender. As I'm opening the book up, there's lots of giraffe skin. And this is a book by Pajama Press. Uh, I open up, there's a map with a, a river mountains, craggy mountains, a dark forest, yucky muck and a dusty plain. And there's little pictures of a giraffe, a bush baby, an ibex, and a bird. And here's giraffe and bird on a plane. When it comes to adventures, giraffe would say, no, thank you. He's perfectly happy right where he is. Graze, graze, swat flies, repeat. Bird, on the other hand, would say, sign me up. He feels alive in new places. Glide, swoop, soar, explore. This shouldn't be a surprise. Giraffe eats the same thing every day and never gets tired of it. But Bird seems to have an endless appetite for new flavors. Mmm, crunch, crunch, slurp. Giraffe just says much, much, much. Playing hide and seek, it's not hard to find Giraffe. He always hides in the same spot. With Bird, there's no telling where you'll find him. <laughs> In this picture, Bird's under a sock. And Giraffe, well, he's behind a tree. One morning, Giraffe notices breakfast is quite peaceful. Where is Bird? He's probably just hunting for bugs, thinks Giraffe, chewing his greens. By afternoon, Giraffe starts to worry. What if something has happened to Bird? He decides to follow the feathers. The feathers are floating in the wind in front of a cloud. First, the feathers take Giraffe into a dark forest. He has to watch his head. Bump, path, donk. Before long, Giraffe is tangled in vines. Adventures are for the birds, he decides. Time to turn back. But what if Bird is in trouble? With a loud snort, Giraffe shakes his head and wrestles the vines until he is free. 
Next, the feathers lead giraffe up a craggy mountain. Step after step, giraffe climbs. His hooves slip on the rocky slope until he tumbles backward. But there is no time to give up. What if Bird needs help? Giraffe is determined. He leans forward, digs in his hooves, and stomps all the way to the top. Pausing for breath, Giraffe looks out over the view. A shiny something gleams in the dusty plain below, and he spots a small and beaky someone next to it. Bird does need him. Quicker than he can swat a fly, Giraffe slides down the rocky slope on the other side of the peak. There, in a daze, under a metal sign, slumps Bird. Relieved to see his friend, Bird wraps his feathers around Giraffe. Bird is so happy he forgets to warn Giraffe of the yucky muck nearby. Giraffe is so happy he doesn't notice the picture on the shiny sign. Suddenly, Giraffe and Bird have a sinking feeling. Bird hops to his feet and calls for help. Tweet-too, tweet-too, tweet-too! Everybody knows how to struggle. Oh no, I mean everyone knows not to struggle in quicksand. So they don't. The sign clearly says quicksand. Beware. Giraffe sinks deeper and deeper and starts to despair. This is why he doesn't like adventures. Bird is worried too. When will help arrive? He stays close to Giraffe and tries to distract him. He wonders, So how did you find me? Giraffe recounts his perilous journey through the dark forest and over the craggy mountains. As he tells a story, a strange thing happens. He begins to feel proud of himself. He stands taller and taller. Below the soft sand, he feels solid ground under his hooves. With all his might, Giraffe pushes through the yucky muck. Bird cheers him on. Finally, out of the quicksand, Giraffe flops, utterly exhausted. Bird can see his friend is pooped and ready to go home. But Bird is still full of pep, and he has an idea. More vines. Help arrives at last, and Bird puts them to work. Before long, it's time to go. And this next picture shows the ibex and the bush baby looking up. Giraffe high in the sky, vines wrapped around his body, each vine held up in the air by many, many birds. After all of his fearless feats, Giraffe would still say that adventures are for the birds. And Bird would no doubt say, yep, he's right. But they make a deal. Bird will wander a little less if Giraffe will explore a little more. And we're back to our giraffe-skinned inside cover. So thank you to Rebecca Bender, and I hope, uh, boys and girls, you've enjoyed that story. You've had to make... uh the pictures of the story in your head today Uh, you can check out Rebecca Bender reading this as well and I've linked that on our podcast page and our website 
Uh, I hope uh, I hope boys and girls and families uh, out there. I hope you've enjoyed our episode today. Uh, thanks to Keats for the acknowledgments, to Miss Kokar for the words on uh, the Day of Pink, International Day of Pink. Uh, thanks to Luna uh, for the questions and Mr. Norman Smith from Kids Help Phone Line, and uh, to Rebecca Bender for letting me read uh, her book. And please don't forget to check it out online with the pictures. Wishing everyone a great, great day and together online we do shine. 